Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the Middeld that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up woman. This podcast is brought to you by Hush, layback style for rebel women. By the way, if you listen to this on a new app called Entail, E-N-T-A-L-E, you will be able to see pictures, shop links, and generally have a really relaxing magazine experience. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm absolutely fine, um, but we got a horror bill uh, yesterday, and it's a bit like being slapped, opening up, and you just, it's like getting a kind of sucker punch in the mail. So, um, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit like disorganised and very ungrown up. How are you? I'm Annabelle, and I'm absolutely fine, but I'm having one of those days where I'm convinced, I may well be right about this, that I'm a crashing ball. And that I have nothing to say and nothing of any interest that anyone would want to hear. And I think I've been isolating too much. And I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I'm in that place where you look at your phone and you think, why is no one calling? And then it rings and you think, who the fuck is that? How bloody dare they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not boring at all, babe. Now, maybe you spend your evenings tucked up at home with an improving book. Or maybe you spend it on Instagram, endlessly scrolling through the lives of others. If so, you will probably have come across our next guest, Clemmie Hooper, or as she is known on Instagram, mother of daughters. Clemmie is a midwife who became a social media sensation through her wildly successful Gas and Air blog, which began as a way of sharing the wisdom she had learned catching babies. She's written two best-selling books on the subject, but really she deals with female identity, and that is why we are so thrilled to have her here. Clemmie, how are you? Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Hello, I'm Clemmie. I'm absolutely fine, but I had a bit of an almost any emergency last week with my (laughs) um, new piercing. I had a piercing done about eight weeks ago in quite an expensive um, shop in London and bought a really expensive diamond hoop because I'm a twat. And, um, and you're worth it. And just a couple of weeks ago, I noticed it was a bit sore and I was just doing all the cleaning, you know, the usual. And then about a week ago, I noticed that I couldn't like turn it anymore. And my ear was so hot and throbbing and it had started to like embed in the ear. Um, but obviously because I'm a massive twat, I was like, well, I cannot take this diamond hoop out because <laughs> because I can't because I can't <laughs> and I literally couldn't and it got infected and on Friday I live in Kent so I was we were going out for the evening and it was about 4 p.m. and Simon couldn't take the hoop out and I was just like what am I going to do so I had to go to a local like tattoo and piercing shop where this really sweet heavily tattooed young guy. He had like those massive things in his ears where he's got no lobes. Oh, with the big heart And his black. tongue was um, like a- fork. Yeah. But he was so sweet <laughs> and he took one look at it and he said he'd never seen anything like it before, which kind of reassured me because I thought I've done the right thing now. But at the same time, horrified you. Because I basically was like, do I go to A&E and get some gas and air and get some like junior Also, SH. he must have seen some rough old piercings. I mean, think what he's seen. So then he said he couldn't take it out because he wasn't insured and I basically begged him and cried. And so he like created this like weird form on, like I filled out a form which was like an insurance form to basically Did say. Did you just like waver? You have no idea what you just waved. Exactly, I've wavered something. I lay down and he took it out and he didn't break the hoop, which was a relief, a relief because it cost so much money. And then I sort of went away with like gauze on my ear. So yeah. 
Do you think, you know, in some ways you can get compassion fatigue and stop being sympathetic, all kinds of fatigue. Do you think being a midwife, you get squeamish fatigue and you just can't be bothered to go yuck about anything because you've seen so many fluids and so much bodily sort of disaster and triumph? (laughs) Well, do you know what? In midwifery, everything is, despite it being birth, it's all generally pretty clean and like, you know, blood isn't dirty. It's not like infection. You know, it's not like I'm sure if you were working in like A&E when you would see maybe like... Boils or something. Yeah, you don't really see that in midwifery. Like women generally are healthy um, and, you know, birth is just normal. But I knew I had an infection in my ear. <laughs> you know when something's gone wrong. Yes. That's the thing, isn't it? When you're trying to sort of um, kind of be a kind of grown up, but with with a little bit of edge. So yeah. you're hanging on to the relevancy. Hanging on. By, by the trouble is, I mean, I got my ears pierced for the first ever time a few months ago. I can't which believe is just mad, this. I know. But the trouble is when you do something like that, if you do a piercing and it gets infected or a tattoo and it goes wrong, if you're a bit older, you feel tragic. Yes. There's this shame attached to the fact that it's gone wrong. Exactly. Um, and I don't know, you know, and I don't know why we feel that just because we get a piercing at 40, not 14. I'm going this afternoon to get another one, by the way. <laughs> I know. And what is it with posh piercing places that make it so hard to take out? You, when her, she had her studs, like, it took, th- three of us had a go and we couldn't get it off. And me, we had to go two, and have it me taken and two off. of my, my best friends one weekend, bit pissed, <laughs> were, were sort of wrestling, someone videoed it, wrestling on the floor like baby apes. <laughs> with them it. going, hold one of them going, hold her down, hold <laughs> her down, to try and get it out. Because they put these things on the back that you can't take off unless you go back. Mm. Um, so everything is billable. And I think that's also the appalling cycle of sort of womanhood now is that you do something to kind of make yourself feel better, which ends up making you feel worse. And then so you do something else to make yourself better. And we're basically stuck in a kind of general kind of fixing, fixing on, fixing um, situation. But anyway, you look great and it looks great. And I'm sure it's going to be fine. And it's hopefully fine. I've got yeah. antibiotics. <laughs> Listen, you get, you've got to keep the diamond hoop. Yes, I did. Yes, he did say, the guy, he was like, don't worry, we didn't break the hoop. And I was like, well, that's good. So you have 622,000 followers on Instagram. (laughs) You're going to go, do I? Do I really? I feel anxious. Dude, Um, does it make you feel anxious? It makes me feel a bit sweaty on the palms. I bet it does. Well, you came off for a bit, didn't you, recently? Yeah, last year. So what happened? Uh, (laughs) What happened? Why did I disable my Instagram account? Uh, the trolling got pretty bad. How I, bad did it get? And how personal did it get? Oh, it's so personal. When There was like mum's net threads about me. Is it you're a bad mother? You're a bad person? You're ugly? What, what would, mm. Or a mixture, a sort of virtuous mixture of all three? I think it's when it gets so personal that it's harder. Like if someone called me fat and ugly, I just don't care. Like I just, that's so playground, isn't it? It's when people go in and they analyse and discuss your life and your... Family and I tried to engage on some of these threads because I was like, some of the stuff they were saying was just actually wrong. It was just factually incorrect. So I was like, why don't we just have like an adult conversation? And then that didn't go so well. That was like, you know, um, you know, all these people then went for me. And then they come for you, you know, on Instagram and the constant comments and they're trying to trip you up. And I was just like, you know what? I just needed it to just stop. And was it mostly women? I presume so. Mm. It's a shame, though, isn't it? I, I think mean, there's I some... don't think it's shocking either. No, no. and I, I and I know, and we've talked a lot on the podcast, and you know, Annabelle and I talk about it a lot, and I, I know that we all, all with our friends, talk about you know how we can work more collaboratively, collaboratively with women. How I really admire the younger generations for coming together, but there is nothing worse than a kind of cabal of kind of crazed 
you know, women coming for you mm. when you're just trying to kind of, you know, make a living slash kind of, you know, represent yourself. Mm. Anyway, I just suppose there's... And also, I think, in a way, if it's other women, you feel like you ought to reason with them, however unreasonable they're being. Yeah. If it's a man being disgraceful, you you know, you feel you feel more justified in turning your back and yeah. saying, I'm refusing to engage. So you yeah. clearly tried to engage. Mm. How did all this affect your day-to-day levels of anxiety? You feel a bit like you're being stalked in a really weird way because if you have an open social media account such as Instagram like I do, you know, everything I was posting, anything I was saying was being discussed and dissected by, let's just say a group of women because I'm presuming they're women. And then you find yourself going, how could what I said there be taken in that way? And and then you start second guessing yourself. So when you go to post, I'd be thinking, oh no, I, I can't post that because they might think I'm meaning that. Or if I'm talking about that, they might think I'm trying to blag a free bag or something. It just got so ridiculous that it would get to this horrible cycle of I was just then, but if I post that and I don't want to, I don't feel like myself anymore. And then I'm like, who the fuck am I? This is ridiculous. So did it affect you beyond what you posted? Yeah, it's yeah. hard. Like it makes you, it makes you worry. You think, is that what everyone thinks? And then you have to break it down. And you're like, okay, this is ten people. Like ten yeah. people out of how many followers? Six hundred and twenty-two thousand. <laughs> so you, you kind of like think, okay, ten people. I'm sure there's more than ten people in the world that think I'm a fucking twat. Do you know the weird <laughs> thing about sort of social media celebrity is that you are incredibly famous in one area and completely obscure everywhere else. People probably don't even know who I am on this show. Well, I mean, you know, you know, yeah, who are you? Go away. <laughs> I mean, like, at work, I'm just, you know. So you're, you're still working in, midwif- in midwifery yep. part-time? I was working yesterday, yep. What happened yesterday? I was doing the triage, which is a bit like, you know, like when you go to A&E and you get triaged first before you see the doctor? On yes. Labour Ward, we have a triage. It was so busy yesterday. I is that where you just basically say to everyone, go home, go home. I was home, so home. broken after my shift yesterday. <laughs> Unless the baby's head is coming out, yeah. I don't want to know. It was just non-stop. And actually, it's it's quite intense triage because you have to prioritise and kind of a rating of like, you know, red, amber, green, who needs the most priority. And you're like, okay, well, she needs to be prioritised and she's okay. I think I've got this. And then a second later, a, a paramedic crew walk in with someone that then needs to be prioritised over the other person that needs to be prioritised. It's re- it's really challenging. It's like being in air traffic control, yeah. but with not do with you, babies landing, yeah. not planes. I guess I think of, of midwives as unflappable. I mean, do, do you find that however m- mad you're feeling in life, if you walk into a birthing room... Yeah, I don't flap. Do you just calm the fuck down because there's no option to bring your madness into this particular yeah. arena? Do you know, my husband often says to me, you lose your shit at home in like a five-second countdown. Like, mum's going to go five, four, three. And then I'm like, fucking hell, can you do this? Put your shoes on. like, are you like that at work? I'm like, no. I am literally like, cut this Be is my industrial tribunal, wouldn't it? I'm just Some so kind. calm at work. I've got like my important, this is serious voice at work. But it's not quite shouty. It's just like authoritative. I don't flap. It's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's adrenaline as well at work. Yeah. You're dealing with, you know quite in, intense situations. You were dealing with the, the most intense situation another woman will ever have been through yeah. or go through again, really, I guess. So. And like nothing else matters. It's just you and that woman and you're like, we're going to do this. We're going to rock this. This is going to be fine. Do you know what? I've just realised that almost every woman I know 
has <laughs> has had a Brazilian before going to have their baby. What Brazilian wax? Yeah. Why? I guess because they want the midwife to think that they're nice and neat and tidy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. well, I'm just thinking about it. people go and have their manicure and. Um, well, I think women can get. I've got some friends who got obsessed with the post-birth photograph. Really obsessed. So they'd go in with yeah. a with a blow dry, eyelash extensions, and you know, a Brazilian. I have to say, women never look as beautiful as they do in that moment when they're just holding the baby. Yeah, for the first not time, with the makeup and everything. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You, usually, I would agree with you. No, except for me, who lo- who I was would just agree sick. That everyone I know looks radiant and literally, you know, like like like, like God's creation, right? Yeah. Not me. I mean, it's an absolute horror show, my post-birth. Post-birth. Yeah, I was sick on Esme, so it wasn't a good look. <laughs> <laughs> Literally on her? Yeah. They're not going to The baby went, and I went, Wah. I went, oh, blah. <laughs> you know, so, cause, and also you've done quite a lot about uh, body image and uh, self-acceptance. Mm. And, and I was thinking, uh, uh, I was looking through some stuff last night, and um, there's all the stuff we were talking earlier about embracing your stretch marks and your roles. And, and I wonder if the new ideal has become to be totally accepting. Because I mm. feel like a bit of a failure because I find I can't be totally accepting. It still is something that really, really worries me. Mm, in what way? Well, I just, I'm, I feel sad that I don't feel happy about what, you know, I'm stuck with. Mm. Do you know I what I mean? I wonder if it's... I know you're a bit older than me. I wonder if... I don't know what generation I'm in. I'm 34. But, you know, I wonder yeah, if... we're pe- 10 years older than me. Yeah, I you- wonder if it's, a, you know, a generational thing that you, you were... You guys were probably, what, in your 20s in the absolute diet culture. Yeah. yeah we absolutely... That yeah. was all cabbage soup, Atkins. Yeah. We were the in the 90s. 20s. You're completely Everyone right. To Kate be, Moss, Kate Wave Moss, Sheet. That was it. Heroin Sheet. Sometimes in my head, I still say... Nothing tastes. Nothing feels tastes as, as good as skinny no, nothing feels. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. Uh, nothing tastes as good as. Has she ever? Ch- is, she said it once, did she? I think she said it once. I think she subsequently I, she, recanted. I feel like also, she then also, went she back make, and it, it, she she stole it from somewhere. I can't remember yeah. where. I feel like she went back and then said actually that was a really irresponsible thing to say. Yeah, but not. Yeah, but I but, don't believe that. No, I don't think so. But I think yeah, no, I think that's in. I think you're probably right. I think that's in our heads. And then so, yeah, it does warp everything. I mean, I remember being fifteen. And getting a, a copy of Vogue, and it was Naomi, Christy, uh, Christy turning to Naomi, I can't remember who else, Tatiana Petitz, I think, mm. or whatever, on the cover of this Vogue. And it's like a Patrick de Marchelier shot. And it's just, you know, they were sort of so perfect and there was no there was no other dialogue conversation around that saying actually we we all look different so it's not a you know there's still obviously you know those images being put up but mm-hmm. you're right but beyond that there isn't the kind of constant reminder that actually that's it's just not bullshit. just that there was no one else to look at there was nowhere to look at them yes yeah. or telly so, channels um yes. you know glossy <clears throat> magazines and you know there was no body diversity yeah was there. you just had people like so kylie media. minogue yeah and her bottom Yes, and that, yeah. was, that was just sort of it's okay to be short. I can't believe there's still a Rear of the Year award. Is there? I bet they do one for men as well to make it okay. Well, I just think they should scrap it. Of course they should it's scrap like it. It's like the Mother of the Year award. I know. These celebrity... Mo- I'm like, don't give... Everyone is doing the best they can. I find that I um, that sometimes getting through the day is quite difficult in terms of little emotional obstacles and triggers. What are your big triggers through the day? Do you, what makes you very anxious? Oh, Wow, where do we start? <laughs> okay. Do you want to lie down? I feel like there should be some kind of like couch in here. <laughs> um, anxious and annoyed sometimes I find sit very closely next you to know, each so other. So do I. If I'm irritable, it's usually because I'm scared. 
Yes, and actually in my line of work, when people are rude, not necessarily the women, but the partners, is because they're frightened. Yeah. yeah. Are you able to be nice back if someone... Oh, I'm honestly, I'm so nice them at with work. kindness. <laughs> when I get home, my husband's like, have you used up all your kindness and patience at work? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it takes everything out of you being a midwife and, and you know, that shift. When I get home, there is, I have nothing left. Sometimes I can't even talk. I just surprised. go... I need a cup of tea, I'm going to bed. And Simon's like, oh, shall we? And no, nothing. <laughs> I can't even go in the kitchen because it will piss me off. <laughs> I'm not, I am actually not joking about that. I cannot go in the kitchen because I know he won't have emptied the dishwasher. I think that's true of quite a <sighs> sort of working women as well, isn't it? So you come, you come home and you just, uh, you just don't want to have to engage, but you ha- do have another thing to do. But it's not just when you go home. I mean, I, I, Emily and I were had separate working mornings, and I had quite mm. a stressful one for various reasons. And I, so I said to Emily when I walked in here, um, I've sent you an email and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. Had you read it? No, uh, yes, I had. And I went, no, because I, I, she said, I sent it to you on email form, which means I don't want to talk about it. Because I was immediately like, hi, I haven't seen you. By the way, this email, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, no. No, not later. talking about it. Not in this window of time. Not in this. I tell you what I, but what I like about all these conversations, I think that we are learning as women to not feel that we have to be charming. No. And just to say, I'm not going to go in the kitchen or I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's okay. You know, you read every 50s handbook on how to be a wife. Don't ask your husband to talk about work. You might have had a hard day. No. Yeah, you're not wrong, sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Very true. Actually, I do have a book. I have one of those 50s books called, you know, How to Make Your Marriage Work. I might bring it in. Oh, gosh. And we can read it. Is so it like we can having, mock it. Yes, exactly. Having a hot meal on the table when he gets home and all those things. Asking yes. him if he wants to lie down, putting your makeup on, never moaning to him and always being ready for sex. Basically, in a nutshell, yes. Yeah, I so think fulfilled. So. <laughs> exactly. So much <laughs> self-expression. Yes, but anxiety. How does that um, hit for you? I get anxious. Um, uh, probably things that trigger me are like um, if I'm not organised, if the house isn't tidy, if um, things haven't been put back in the right place. And it's always the little things. It's never the big things. So it will be the trail of destruction as I come in the door. So how on earth do you stay on top of that trail of destruction with I mean if I open the door and I've stepped on something that doesn't belong there I'm already really fucked off and I'm just like oh this is a great way I mean I am a, I am a nightmare to live with because I would rather spend my entire evening cleaning and t- it's not so much cleaning tidying sorting putting everything back before I can sit down and relax on the sofa Do you know I don't mind doing that if people will leave me the fuck alone while oh, yeah, I'm doing don't, it. Don't. If, you can, if you can do it with a glass of wine and a podcast, oh. then what it becomes is just pootling. Spit spot and it's a game. Pootling, good word, isn't you know, that? Isn't it? Oh, Whereas if word. people are trying to get you... I, I've also started saying rather strictly to people, Yeah. can I just do one thing at a time? Oh, interesting. Oh, my favourite saying, which I say all the time, oh, I'm just going to do this. And Simon's like, you're never just going to do that. You're going to do that, 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 that and that. Mm. And you haven't even got to the thing you're going to do. I just looked at my to-do list, actually, for this afternoon. And it says, it's sitting beside me, and it says, dentist, smear test, piercing. <laughs> now, if that yes. isn't a list of self-care. Oh, you see? Have you had, oh, you do your smear test. Do my smear test. So that's test. my fanny admin that yeah. I categorise yeah, yeah, that yeah. as. That... You've been talking about fannies this morning. <laughs> I talk about fannies a lot. Or maybe have people ask saying? me to talk about them. I went on a really good podcast called The Hotbed Collective, which, yeah, she just wanted me to talk loads about vaginas and vulvas and fannies. Well, Emily's just made an embarrassing admission. I think I was naught years old when I, no, I was today, sorry. You were today years old. I think I was today years old when I found out that the vulva is the outside bit and the vagina is the inside bit. 
Did you really not know that? I can't believe you didn't know that. Well, do you I know where your perineum is? Is that the bit between the, the bit anus in between. and the thing? Yeah. 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 That's the bit that tears, which yeah. Yeah. occasionally. Yeah. Um, yes, I did. But you know what? I had a vague idea, but I always thought the vulva was the kind of the whole thing. What, in and out? Kind of thing, yeah. I yeah. didn't realise that it was separate. Well, you thought it went vulva, then uterus. I, <laughs> kind of, Did yeah. you not think there you was a You didn't think about this very hard, did you, Emily? I didn't think it through. Um, and uh, and it's been, no, it was only, it's been a couple of, it's been a couple of weeks that I've known this fact. So I've never talked about it. It's annoyed me every time someone said, oh, yes, she sent him a picture of her vagina or this. I was like, no, it's not. It's a vulva. It's, it's a vulva. vulva. Yeah. I want to know why it's, but there isn't Clemmy a vagina just said it's the year of the vulva. Yes. Oh, I just can't move for vulvas. I know. Honestly, every I keep getting some more and more you know, That's what's slightly vulvarish colour. Although you'd worry a bit if it was quite so fuchsia. Quite pink, isn't it? <laughs> I love about pink. Clemmy's lovely sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> love it, not my vulva. <laughs> I think a lot of women find it very hard to talk about the vaginas and their vulvas, well, do don't they? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's a, it's a shame thing. It's a private thing. Also, I think it's a fear of being different. Mm. So it's just that old-fashioned thing that we all know about, that when boys are at school, everything's hanging out in the changing rooms. And, also the and with us, it's tucked away. use the gents. They go yes. and they all wee in the urinal. Yeah. I think... I've we didn't grow up looking at other women's Men vulvas. must grow up seeing other people's exactly. penises. Yeah. I mean, boys get their willies out all the time as children. I don't have sons, but surely... And they play with it and everything. We're, no, we don't no. touch... You must have so we never down. knew if we were normal, normal or not. I know. I did some stories about it um, back in January because I was just so. I had there was one of those ten-year challenges that someone shared, and it was supposed to be a joke. I didn't quite find it funny, but anyway, and they did like a, an illustration. This person shared it. She's quite a big influencer, so she has a lot of followers. So I felt it was irresponsible of her, but that's her personality. <laughs> and she did. She shared it, and it was like. A ten-year challenge of her vulva or vagina, whatever. So it was like all neat and you know, looking like, I guess how a porn stars would look. And then ten years later, and it was all, I don't want to say mangle because that's so disgusting. <laughs> but it was all just a bit like well, the labour was just loose and long, and and it was like ha ha, so true. And and then this girl sent it to me on a DM. She was like, I'm 22, I haven't had kids yet, and my labia looks like the one on the right. <gasps> Like I'm like, am I missing something? Oh my god! So like, she thought she'd been vulva shamed. I was like, right, I'm going to chat about this on stories. So I was just like, okay. So I just managed to find loads of illustrations of different vulvas, and I was like, that's normal. That's normal. Mm. That's normal. Like we're all normal. We're just. I mean, God forbid. Look, our people noses get... are all different shapes. Well, yeah. the thing is, no, you're all gonna stare at I have a, I have a little little perfectly round little sphere on the end of my I've nose. I've got really slitty nostrils. Catches the light. Oh, yes, and Emily has her blobs, and I've got my blob. See, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, you see. But the thing is, people are so trigger happy with nose jobs, tit jobs, arse jobs, teeth, the whole nine yards. The whole if thing. they start getting going on their vulvas... But they are. Women are having well, then, that I know, done. but please, God, let it not become hugely mainstream. And bleaching. That's a big thing. Yeah. Anal bleaching. But I no, think, like having their labia bleached. Vulvic. Is that a word? No. No. I think, it's, I think it's a water. <laughs> <laughs> Vulvic bleaching. Vulvacious. Labial, labial bleaching. Labial but also, bleaching. But I think even, um, I think even the, those terrible waxes that we had because of sex in the city and that whole New York thing, I think I cannot believe I put myself through. Emily used to have those. a Hitler's moustache. Yeah. But she used to get drunk and show it to people. Which is probably one of the reasons I don't drink anymore <laughs> because so many people have seen my Hitler's moustache. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, God, I'm blushing now. It's actually really oh, hot. Yeah. No, 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 not. Um, but um, but yes, and I, I think one of the best things I did was stop waxing, like oh, in a kind of you it's know. It's so much more comfortable and warm, and and you just feel sort of I don't know. Anyway. I quite like being waxed. waxed. Do you? I don't get around to it very often. I'm I I feel quite. I'm on the fence about it. I just feel I just, quite. I feel quite cozy when I'm not, but quite fresh when I am. <laughs> I remember that fresh feel when you then, walk out and you're like, Whoo, whoo, oh yes, yeah. oh, that's yes. sort of yes. Yeah. No, you do. You do feel like a bit like you could go like. Racing. I am not the kind of person who goes out wearing no knickers. It's too vulnerable making. Who but does that? I don't. But that <laughs> freshly waxed feeling is the is the only time I might think, oh, be quite fun to wear no knickers. I do have a theory about you know when you're waxed and everything like yeah. all the bit underneath yeah. the, undercarriage. the undercarriage you don't realise until that hair is gone how useful that hair is as a woman for collecting yes. body yes. fluids and vaginal discharge yeah. and when you don't have it you're, you're like, like oh fuck yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, now I feel damp. Yeah, even when you're peeing, actually, you're like, oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and sweat and all of that. Yeah. Um, but also, I have to say, one of the other reasons why I've sort of stopped waxing is because, as I demonstrated to you the other day, I'm slightly patchy now. Like, it's something, it's an age thing. It's like I've got thinning. I'm thinning. You're thinning. Thinning down there. Thinning. I'm grey. <laughs> grey. The, the, the greying. The grey beard of wisdom yeah. in your knickers. Grey. Oh, yeah, no, I've been grey down there for a while. Oh, it's really? the grey beard of wisdom. Well, she, like, Emily went, I was going to say Emily went bald. Emily <laughs> went grey on her head <laughs> at what, like 20? Yeah, 20, 21. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, in fact, there's many discussions, but we've had, I've talked about this on the podcast before. There's many discussions in the house about whether or not I should just go become a silver fox. I don't think you're quite ready yet. No. What, the you whole do, thing? Yeah. Do you know what? You will You will work as a silver fox. You'll look quite sort of filler de lore. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it will be Magic good. Magic words, I love you, thank you. But yeah. not until I'm sort of 60. Maybe just not this year. Because no. this year's the year of the vulva. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Well, I've got a great vulva, so there you go. Great, own that vulva. <laughs> Clemmy, yeah. can we go through your handbag? Yeah. Hooray. Where do I put it on the table? On the table. Oh, look at this enormous, beautiful. It's really thing. beautiful. It's made of. It's almost made of. What's it made Sorry, of? Sorry, It's like almost like that wetsuit. Yeah. Do you know my friend? Um, like neoprene or whatever. Yeah. My friend well designs it. She used to work for Anya Highmuch, and now What's she's her designing. Name? Um, she's called Sam, and I was actually her midwife. I, that's how we met. And this brand is called Troubadour. She gave it to me as a present. Do you stay in touch with many of your ladies? The special ones. <laughs> oh, yes. Do you know what? You could catch and put a baby in there. I it's mean, actually it's perfect. You could put two. Have a rifle. I mean, it's so boring. It's so beautiful, though. It's heavy. Yeah. Laptop. It's always... Uh, lap oh, laptop. Blue suede cover. Jolly nice. Um, phone. iPhone 10. 7 Plus. It's very big. Yeah, it does look big, doesn't um, it? I like your pineapple... Uh, phone cover. I just got that. It's Be like really a pineapple sweet on the inside and spiky on the outside. Um, oh, yes, a nice water, a nice environmentally friendly water bottle. Okay, so I had, I got sent a very beautiful one the other day. So I gave Emily my old one and it leaked all over my car and my bag and my phone. And then I found another one in my house yesterday and I took it to the gym and it leaked all over my car and my bag and my phone. And I sat in that car going, You fucking serious, like shouting like a man without the water a bottle. bottle. It uh, what, exactly good old plastic. Um, do you know it's unbelievable? Leaky water bottles must be uh, like a is definitely a thing now. Because like I know I, they have they go over everything. Can I tell you the only way not to get a leaky water bottle is to have a screw cap one. You know the ones that you flick up. They Disaster. get they get caught on things yes, in your bag. That's if I you, think what that happened. can't can't be undone. But I I gave Emily my screw top one. And so then you screwed her over. 
No, no, no. I, I gave oh, her no, the, yours was I gave her the only one that worked. And you've ruined the Do inside. you want it back? I was waiting. I just wanted you to offer. I didn't know how many times I was going to have to say, I gave Emily. No, you can keep it, but thank you for offering. <laughs> but I had one of those Love Island situations, you know, from you Love didn't. Island last year. Yeah, I did. did and it cracked. With Emily on it? Yeah, with Emily on it. Oh yeah, I did, a, I did an event. And I have made a vow not to watch Love Island this year. Me too. I got, you know, I just have decided it's not okay. Okay. No. Have I'll you, join. Why, have you, why do you feel that? Well, I'd never watched it before and I watched it last year. And it got I you, was right? like, everyone on Instagram was talking about yeah. it. And I was going to things and people were talking about it. I was like, for fuck's sake. Apparently last year wasn't a good one though. Apparently the year before was the year the before year. was but it gets you by the balls it because really these kids however me. surgically enhanced they are it's still about I their hearts I got really like obsessed with Megan and her yeah. body I was She's every episode see I got my husband into it and he vowed he would never do it and it's on at 10 it's just there isn't it and we'd put it on I couldn't stop looking at this woman's body I was like I quite fancy her yeah I, I'd like to and anyway it's not good I got obsessed with Laura because oh, yes. you know, Megan was my one I too. wanted to save Laura. So did I. I wanted to save but Laura. Megan, I was like, oh. Megan's no got, one needed to save Megan's Megan. Megan's got lots of texture. I think Megan might go on to do something quite interesting. Well, she, she, has, um, she has a hamster. Yes. And the fact that she had a hamster with Wes and she's got custody of the hamster. But the fact that she called the hamster Jon Snow gave me hope yeah. for her. But also, when they split up, she copy and pasted the exact unconscious uncoupling that Gwyneth and Chris Martin did word for word swapping hamster for children (laughs) do you think she was being ironic I think she was she might have a sense of humour god maybe she's really really funny she might end up being like Joan Bakewell or something or something really interesting I mean I kind of feel like I know what you mean about Megan I mean the arse the tits whatever the lips but I feel like she might be secretly in sort of unstoppable force yes I'd love that oh um, but yes, I'm not going to watch it this year. I just don't think it's okay no. to watch a load of women in bikinis and doesn't do much pants. for your mental You know, health. sort of, sort of like you know, sort of, sort of, you know, being sent off to fuck each other in a weird cabin with a fur throw. It's just too icky. Um, continue. Okay, no, but this is a very, very normcore bag. Oh, is there more? Mm, I'm um, really desperate. A to beautiful think. notebook with nothing written in it. Uh, which has Clemmy Hooper notes and it has leopards and things on yeah, it. Yeah, that was a Christmas present. That's that lovely brown papier. Yeah, like that's where I've got my paper. Mm. Um, a, oh, a nice old school hairbrush. Is it a Kent hairbrush? No, it's a Denman hairbrush. So good. When you've got a friend, you can't, can't it's very windy yes. today. It is my very windy today. Storm Gareth. Storm Gareth. Gareth. I thought, Storms are always named after women. So do I, but or I think they that... might have, maybe, hey, listen, 2019, you with the Yes. So we're allowed. So they're, you know, they're allowed to be. They're allowed to be fucking. Couldn't they have done better than Gareth? Gareth. Who who doesn't sound very torrid? Yes. Who Who names? Who sits there? Possibly someone called Gareth. Maybe he's been (laughs) waiting for the opportunity. Finally. Finally, we're allowed to be equal. (laughs) Hooray. Um, A card holder. Is this a card holder? Yes. So that's just the card that I use for my uh, like travel. I opened it, and inside it says, "I am enough." Very, very good message to just flash across your brain now this and again. This is um, a baby bag company. Do you know Gem and B? Do you remember those girls? And they did a little collab with the Yes Mum, who's a friend of mine. She's called Holly. And she just does these little nuggets of I am enough. That's very clever. It's, for, it's a very cute little nugget, isn't it? And um, it means you don't have to get your wallet out every time you need to tap your card. Or ever go and see a shrink. <laughs> <laughs> God, that would Prada save me another wallet. fortune. Oh, Very nice smart. weight. Do you know what? I like a posh wallet. And this is a nice sort of royal blue. I also like a non-black or brown wallet. Ooh. Easier to find in your bag. Like a red. And cheerful. Uh, so we not only have a, a, a water <laughs> bottle, we also have a rather smart Bodum coffee cup. It had tea in it, but yeah. 
Yeah, you, I was late this morning for my train. I had to leave very early. So. You have got karma on your side, lady. Delivering no. babies, saving the planet. But then also, it's plastic. So I don't know how, I mean... Yeah, but it's not single-use plastic. Also, a cup of tea never tastes right out of anything that's plastic. Do you know what? It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know why it do- It just, it doesn't so work. So it annoyed me the whole train journey because I was like, there I am being a really good... Oh, it oh, just doesn't, it doesn't taste. taste. And I, I don't like it to see mug. it. But anyway, see the tea. it was left in my house. I think my sister-in-law left it at our house, so it was just in the cupboard. So you gave it a go. And I was like, oh, no one's made me a cup of tea. So why I don't you like to it. see the tea? That's really interesting. Oh, is it? What? Yeah. Why um, don't you like to see yes, it? Why don't you like to see oh, the tea? What, in a see-through? I'm very particular about my mugs at home, so I only have a certain type of mug that I'll drink out of. What is okay. it like? Um, it would probably have to be white. Yes. And the rim can be too thin. <laughs> and is it normal shaped, or is it one of those ones that, you know... Not too tall and skinny. Mm. Um, because they don't, the tea takes so long to cool down. You need a slightly wider surface, surface area. Yes, yeah. you do. I agree. And don't ever give. That's me a why you need to have um, a, a tall, thin champagne flute. Because oh. if it's in a coupe, the bubbles go. No, and actually, I mean, actually, spill I drink it. so fast that you'd never well, notice. They look nice, but you spill it, don't you, in a coupe? And don't ever make me a cup of tea in a like blue or black mug. Really? Oh God! What, what no. happened? What did we give? What did we give, Clemmy? Oh, <laughs> right. no, it was just fine. It was white. Okay, Where good. Was, um, yeah. I don't yes. like. These are a bit weedy. I the think. sound of my own breathing if I'm running. What do you listen to? What do you to feel like you're run? murdering yourself? <gasps> I feel like it's the soundtrack exactly to, to a murderous murder. situation. Yes, a soundtrack to murder. It's good. That we all have our own little thing, isn't it? What do you not like? Uh, I don't like. What do I not like? It's going to be hard because um, she's so nice, but she doesn't like people who are scared of spiders. Yes, I don't. I'm really sorry to Claire Bennett, who might be listening to this, who is scared <laughs> of spiders. Um, no, I find it, in, I find, I'm very intolerant she thinks of it's arachnophobia. Pathetic. Yes, I do. I'm and she's get... the most empathetic, sympathetic, delightful person. But if you jump when a spider crawls across your lap, then you God get help you. Do you get people kill them? No, oh. I, it's not, I, no, I, I mean, I'd rather people didn't kill them, but I just do think, my goodness... You know, you are 25 million times bigger than this creature. It's not going to yeah, hurt you. It's a real phobia. No, I know. So mm. so we're probably going to get letters now or emails oh. or whatever people send. Spiders. You're going to get trolled yes, for exactly. being a You're bitch about spiders. Trolls. God, I'm such an arachnophobia bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've now pulled out a pair of sound cancelling headphones. Yeah, essential. We, yeah, we call them um, padded cell for the soul. Oh, God, aren't they just? Do you ever put them on and listen to nothing? Um, yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> get busted now <laughs> yes I do <laughs> um, the other day I was walking into work and I was list- and I'd already turned them off yes as I was getting in the lift I'm just you know left no, them in place because it's a it's a moment that no one's going to talk to you if you've yeah. got your headphones on it's a yeah, they can universal see that sign that yeah. I just kept them on I was in the lift a universal sign to, for people to please leave you alone yes it's very early in the morning it's 7am I'm just like yeah. no one talks to you um, I'm going to keep going yeah. uh, car key very good yeah um, charger, obviously. Essential. Yeah. Yeah, for anyone. Other laptop, charger. Laptop charger. Because you're a big podcast listener. You listen to oh, us podcasts. I'm as hardcore. well as obviously on the gram too. So the, so your battery must like die within about a minute. Seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and sunglasses from Hook London. No, just my normal ones. Oh, spectacles. Specs. Oh, those are nice. Mm, I'm getting worse. Can you wear sunglasses when you're delivering a baby or would they get, sorry, glasses? <laughs> Sunglasses. That would be super weird if your midwife was wearing sunglasses. Sort of Anna Winter has come to deliver your baby. Oh my God, can you imagine? Can you wear glasses? Would they get spattered? Splattered? Well, actually, they then protect your eyes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I wear glasses. What I love about glasses is that you don't then need to worry about makeup. I just put them on and... Yeah, I don't wear makeup to work, so I just wear glasses because you get quite hot and sweaty. I would like to 
wear glasses and I have a fantasy about sort of becoming a whole new person, oh, perhaps yeah. a sort of architect or a gallerist, or I'm mean, not actually, but just sort of pretending vaguely and maybe building a whole new so interface around my many, many glasses. Yes. Also, I think Jewels. glasses and sunglasses are things that you can be an arsehole with and have a laugh with. Yeah. You don't have to treat them as like investment and very serious. Why not wear crazy ones that, mm. you know, have crazy shit Elton. all over them? Yeah. Work, for, work for Dame Edna. Dame Edna. <laughs> They're the only two people we can think of. Elton Dame Edna. <laughs> but they're fine. Um, Kemi, are there any sort of mantras or little that you might live by or little pieces of advice that you give yourself, like I am enough on the inside of your card carrier, which is a good one, I think. I th- it's quite, sometimes you're like, but am I? But am I enough? No. You can't believe like it all the time. I just never, I honestly, I never feel good enough. I'm, I try, I sit for hours with therapists <laughs> and friends and try and work out what, whether it was school or whether it was other things or what it is and am I ever going to feel good enough and also the other thing is is that you feel when you feel good enough in one area of your life like you're bossing it and it's working really well this is my theory the, the other part of your life is like well you're not really doing it that that great balance is bullshit also though balance is bullshit you know, maybe because, that should be your mantra well it is one of them balance is bullshit is good but also you know we, we, we know if you have enough therapy you learn that um, you need to override those negative thoughts but it's harder when it's feelings because I think that you know you're good enough you just don't feel it okay oh, oh I see what you mean because I can because intellectually I can go out and do it it is clear to you through the relationships you have and the things that you do and the things that you have done that you are good enough but it's the moment feeling. to moment the feelings hit you and that's got to be really early stuff feel wow. like we've just had a mini breakthrough in the office. I can't believe that you've basically saved her so much money for going to therapy. <laughs> you've saved her thousands of pounds. No, I sent her to the therapist where I know she's going off the rails and then she ignores me for two weeks and things get really bad and then she says, I've made an appointment. Oh, so, 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 so we should say that, that also that Clemmy's husband is father of daughters on Instagram and has like a million followers even though he started after she did. I am so competitive. Um, how, what does the what does the management consultant community, such as it is, think about his Instagram celebrity? Do you know what? I th- Ford is like a character in a way. Sometimes when he puts stuff on Instagram, like he does these techno Wednesday, and he always ends it off in a dance. I'm never actually there, and he records it because he knows I'd just be going, "You're a fucking idiot." <laughs> And, but people go like, oh my God, is he like that in real life? I'm like, no. Like, he is actually the most, like, serious and, like, mundane management consultant you'll ever Not nearly as fun. No. So it's like this kind of two Simons. Like, the Simon you see on Instagram isn't really the Simon that we have at home. It's like when you meet comedians and they're just really bad company. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, sometimes I do message him if he posts something. I'm like idiot oh my god I'm so embarrassed and then I just go I'm gonna unfollow you (laughs) (laughs) it's always that option so balance is bullshit is a good one oh yeah that's one of my mantras mainly because once I start telling myself that um like I'm quite good at letting go of things so once I'm like oh I won't be able to do that fine you know like when you've got a important thing or when you know when someone cancels on you joy joy someone giving you a present joy you're like oh great brilliant done so my mantra with the bullshit and um, balance is bullshit is that if i'm having so like today i'm having a really productive day i'm doing really great things i've done some really good emails but i haven't seen my kids mm. and i won't see them now this evening i didn't see them yesterday 
So then they'll probably be like, well, mummy's, you know, crap and she's not here. So I can be smashing it at work and then like failing as a mother. I was literally about to say, so how dark are you? are like, well, mummy's. And I was thinking, dead. She's dead. <laughs> mummy, who's, who's that woman that used to live yeah. here? Um, so that's the whole thing. It's the opposite. It's like the days when I'm like, I'm going to be really present at home and not look at my phone. And then I miss a really big thing. I think that's quite important yeah. to accept that you can't do all, all of those things. Because otherwise, what I find I do is I do everything quite badly. Exactly. It's the half, so I, the yeah. rushed. Yeah. The, yeah. the colouring. Do you remember the colouring when you were a child? Yes. <laughs> and it like, goes really wildly out of the line. Yes. Yeah. And then your teacher would write, you know, like, please stay within the lines. I'm like, but I was rushing because yes. it was the end of Basically, the lesson. Basically, must try harder. That is you know, in that's life. another, please stay between the lines. Yeah. Why? I within wanna, the like, lines. Within yeah. the lines. No, we shouldn't really. No. Stay should in we? your lane. Yeah, or don't. Too many. There's. Or colour wherever you want. Too many. Wherever the fuck you yeah, want. Draw I mean, on the walls for yeah, fuck's exactly. sake. Burn um, this motherfucker down. Okay, we've got mantra fatigue. <laughs> oh, does anyone else get really annoyed with the Monday mantras on Instagram? Now, I save the mid alts mantras and send them to. I've got four friends who absolutely love your Instagram feed, and I've got a little save button on my. Um, you know how you can save yeah. because they make me like howl with laughter and I send them to like my friends because you always put them up at like 8am they're yeah. a good yeah. time and then there's just a sea of all the like you've got this all the positivity yeah. bring on Monday I'm like no no guys check out this one my favourite one you did was I love it when love you it, sign it. for a parcel <laughs> yes. and you just draw a big Robin cock <laughs> and the guy's like yeah cheers mate <laughs> and you know they would you know they would totally accept it <laughs> I just think Throbbing cock. Would you better like some juice? Okay, okay, okay. Before we sign off, I hope there was a space of throbbing cock. Throbbing cocks day. to delivery men all over England. No, no, wait, challenge. So the next time we three get a parcel, we have to do I'm it. I'm going to okay. do it. Because Amazon, know if it's just they your don't, throbbing you don't initials or a throbbing cock. Amazon yeah. just throw it over our fence. But we've got this lovely guy that delivers our. Uh, we've got like a food box uh, subscription on a Monday. I think it's DHL. Is that. Yeah. yeah, he's so nice. He's like the nicest guy, and I just don't know if I could do it. He's just okay. Then I'm do a vulva. Maybe do, do a, vulva. a vulva could or very like much look like initials. Just anything that has the shape. same impact as a throbbing cock. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I that's re- the problem, isn't it? I really <laughs> maybe appreciate your Instagram feed because sometimes on a Monday I'm like, I'll oh, piss off everyone. Like, stop being like, oh, you've got this. Woo, come on! And then by Wednesday, everyone's like depressed, and then Friday, everyone's like, yay, yay. Friday. Finally, that's the other one. No. I heard. Yes. Finally. Finally. No. <laughs> well, finally, Clemmy Upit just leaves us to say thank you so much for coming thank to you. see us. You are fabulous. <laughs> thank you so much. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of the Midult. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you've heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. This podcast was bravely sponsored by Hush. And we'll leave you with this thought. Everything is a phase. Everything is a phase.